0: Welcome to You Shall Receive Power. I'm Etienne McClintock and with me in the studio is my co-host Colin Hone. He is the international director and speaker for Holy Spirit Ministries and also distributor of the book which we are currently studying, 50 Days Prayers and Devotionals to Prepare for the Latter Rain and Christ's Return by Pastor Dennis Smith. And as we start our program, please join us as we pray. Our gracious Father in heaven, we enter your presence by the invitation of your word and through the mediation of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We pray for the infilling of your Holy Spirit as we study the living Word. Even at this moment, may we be filled with power from on high. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You are listening to You Shall Receive Power. It is based on the words of Jesus in Acts chapter 1, and verse 8, where we read, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, today's program is titled, How to Receive Spirit Baptism After Pentecost. Now, Colin, we've been discussing Pentecost and what's happened there and the abundance of the power of the former rain which was poured out on God's people back then. Now, that was to remain with God's people right till the time of the latter rain and then Christ's second coming. However, as we look through the ages and even through the dark ages, it seemed that the spirit and power of God waned within the church. So how do we, when we don't have those apostles filled with the Holy Spirit and power, how are we to receive the Holy Spirit in our day?
1: Well, we only have to go back and look at what they did, what Jesus did in our last program. We looked at they were a praying church. Mm. Every great revival that has ever been has been in answer to prayer a revival will only come in answer to prayer. Yes. And you look at all great revivals throughout history, they were all started with prayer. Mm. And so the early church, it started with a ten day prayer. Yes. They saw Jesus in Luke chapter eleven. They said Jesus teach us to pray. Mm. They saw that his power came because he was always in prayer. He was in prayer and communion with God because the power comes from God, not from us.
0: Sure, yes. I know even like Martin Luther, you know, the reformer and we're celebrating five hundred years since the Reformation dated by Martin Luther. He was a man that prayed a lot and he said that you know prayer was better than half a study and I think he would spend at least 2 hours a day
1: praying to God. And, and even longer what, when he had a when he had a really important day. That's right, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So mm. so it starts with revival starts with prayer and mm. asking. Right. Asking for the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to talk about today oh this this week's lesson How to receive the Spirit baptism after Pentecost And once the Christian understands the importance of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit He or she will desire that experience Mm. I I know for myself when I started praying for it uh, Amazing things started happening in in my life Where before there was not much happening and afterwards And you look at that with anyone's life You can go through all the people who have been involved In praying for the outpour of the Holy Spirit Mm. The before and after So we're going to look through the book of Acts today and some other things to find out how to receive the Spirit baptism after Pentecost. And so I want to go to be first, just talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The term the baptism of the Holy Spirit is used seven times in the New Testament, only seven times. Okay. I know a, a wonderful writer, um, Ellen G. White, she used the term the church needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit over 120 times. Mm. And she uses the term we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ghost over twenty seven times. It's not a cliche or a Pentecostal cliche or anything. Yes, there is a true baptism in the Holy Spirit spoken him in God's Word. Mm. And I think what I've noticed with the baptism in the Holy Spirit, like anything, there is a anything that God does. There's a saint or counterfeit. It. Yes, so there's a true, true. baptism in the Holy Spirit, and there's a counterfeit baptism in the Holy Spirit. Mm. And the evidence of the true baptism in the Holy Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit. Not necessarily the gifts of the Holy Spirit Mm. Because you see the Bible says That Satan can do wonders and miracles In the last days You see Satan can counterfeit The gifts of the Holy Spirit
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He can counterfeit uh, false prophecy He can counterfeit The teachings of God's word He can counterfeit miracles He can counterfeit healings He can counterfeit all the gifts Of the Holy Spirit He can counterfeit tongues But he can't counterfeit The fruit of the Holy Spirit Mm. Yeah
0: that's an important point you make there Because in Revelation chapter 13 and verse 13 So it's easy to remember People are superstitious in number 13 Just think Revelation 13 verse 13 It says And he does great wonders And he makes fire come down from heaven On the earth and the sight of men And then verse 14 and he deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to those that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which was wounded by the sword. So in other words, the power, miracle-working power that this Antichrist power is able to exude and, and to display is used to deceive the whole world so they will set up an image to the beast. So it's very important that we distinguish between miracles— And the fruit of the spirit. Now, miracles are ultimately There's genuine miracles. We know that the the gifts of the spirit have miracles within their train. But in regards to the fruit of the spirit, this is the ultimate test because you can't say miracles are the test anymore because we know the antichrist will perform miracles and by those miracles will deceive the whole world.
1: Satan can counterfeit the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Mm. but he can't counterfeit the fruit. So we need to focus, as Christians, Mm. on the true baptism of the Holy Spirit of Christ in us, the hope of glory, and having the fruit of the Spirit. Now, yes, the Holy Spirit will give us gifts. Yes. But, you know, that was a problem with the Corinthian church. Paul uh-huh. spoke to the Corinthian church. They were so focused on tongues mm. and speaking in tongues that he admonished them and says, you missed the whole point. Yes. He says, you need love. That's right. Which is the fruit of the Spirit.
0: The greatest of these is love. That's and right. if you're
1: reading Corinthians chapter uh, chapter 11 and 12, uh, Paul points out it's the Holy Spirit that determines the gifts and not everybody has the same gifts. Mm, mm. One is given a different different gift of prophecy and we're going to look into that at a later, later lesson. Okay, good, We're going good. to get into the gifts of the Holy Spirit and what their purpose is and what their use is. But that was the problem with the uh, Corinthian church. They were looking at the gifts of the Spirit, focusing on that mm. instead of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. And even Jesus said, uh, I believe, uh, he says, Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord. Yes, that's Uh, it. Um, Matthew Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. I think we should read that. Okay. Matthew chapter 7, and it says unto verse 21.
0: Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven... Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and in your name cast out devils, and in your name done many wonderful works? And then Jesus says, I will profess, I will profess unto them, I never knew you; depart from me, you that work iniquity.
1: So right there, we see that many will say, Lord, Lord, mm. but what is the key? It says. It's he who does the will of my Father Which is in heaven Yes That's what's important Doing the will of the Father And he says many of that day Say didn't we prophesize our name Is that a gift of the Holy Spirit Absolutely a gift well, Yes a, Amen And it could also be from who else
0: Well it could be a counterfeit Can't it A it counterfeit gift devil.
1: Yeah. yeah So they prophesized He says they cast out devils So they were doing mm. miracles They mm. were prophesying These are all gifts of the Holy Spirit Wow And they did many wonderful works All gifts of the Holy Spirit And he says depart from me Uh, From you that work iniquity, or another version, say lawbreakers. Yes, so they were lawbreakers, Mm. and uh, and so so we want to focus on the true baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is Christ in the hope of glory. I can see how that's very important. Very important. Yes. So we want to look at um, today as well the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it can happen before water baptism, it can happen at water baptism, and it can happen. After water baptism right, And we're going to go through God's word And look at some of the examples in the book of Acts Oh that'll be a good study Where it it happened before after And you looked at the disciples for a start In Acts chapter 1 verse uh, 4 to 9 In Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 9 And being assembled together with them He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem But to wait for the promise of the father Mm. Which he said you have heard from me So the father's made this promise and you heard it from me For John truly baptize you with water But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit Not many days from now And what did they say And then he goes in verse 8 Which is but you shall receive power Mm -hmm. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you Power for what And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem One of the primary purposes Of the baptism of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. Is power to witness That's very clear from that text Very clear Now the disciples Had they not been baptized in water They had been baptized in the baptism of John. They'd been baptized in John. Mm -hmm. And so they'd been baptized in water, and the baptism in water is for the remission of sins. Mm. It's dying to self, dying to the world, and being born again. Yeah, being washed as well. Washed and cleansed. So they'd been baptized in water. Mm. But he's saying now you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So... Here we have an example of the disciples being baptized in water previously, probably three and a half years before. Yeah. And now they're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And uh, what did they do in preparation? They met in the upper room in prayer. Now, I keep coming back to this prayer thing. Yes. Every time you see that it's an answer to prayer. Jesus himself, after he had prayed, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The disciples, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in answer to prayer. And so you spoke Mm. about the latter rain before Yes Being poured out in God's people in the last days Mm. It'll come in answer to a prayer Also they were one accord in prayer and supplication together
0: Prerequisite there is prayer And you know making ourselves Humbling ourselves before God So that his spirit can work in and through us To convert And then to fill us with the Holy Spirit
1: That's right Mm. So you looked in in the book of Acts They repented They were baptized in water The new Christians Yes and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit afterwards. And, we, and it was a united prayer. The church was united in prayer. In Acts chapter 8, we have a, another example. Now, what happened is uh, persecution came in oh. after the stoning of Stephen, mm. and the disciples were scattered because they were all stuck in Jerusalem. Yes. But what did God tell them to do? Take the gospel where? To all
0: the world, Samaria, Judea, yeah. all the world. So yes. they, were,
1: they were all in Jerusalem. yes. And so we read in um, Acts chapter 8 and uh, verse 4, says, Therefore they were all scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching the word of God. Mm. And then I want you to go from Acts chapter 8 verse 5, and I want you to read down to verse 18. 18. But no, verse 17. Verse 17.
0: Yeah. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that he himself was some great one, to whom when they had given heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And with him they had regard, because that of the long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women, Then Simon himself believed also. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they hands on them, And they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles'
1: hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Wow. And so here we have Philip, one of the deacons, Mm. seven deacons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, deacons are not just there to, you know, wait on tables. No. All right. Here is a, a deacon, and it's just he'd gone down to Samaria. He is preaching the gospel, it says. in the name of Jesus Christ, he's preaching the things of the kingdom of God in verse 12. And whose name? In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. And it says the men and women were both baptized in water. Mm. And even Simon himself, this sorcerer, was baptized. And he was just amazed at all these miracles that, that Philip was doing. But he covered the miracles, you see? Yeah. He covered the gifts of the Holy Spirit.
0: Now, it's interesting that he was a miracle worker leading up to that because he had obviously deceived these people and they thought he was a great guy. But obviously a different spirit Because when he now sees this He's amazed So it can't be the same spirit That was working miracles
1: in him That's right But he coveted the miracles you see He mm. covered the gifts of the Holy Spirit yes. Instead of coveting Or not coveting But asking and wanting The character of God
0: Right that the fruit, is a,
1: Which is the fruit of the Spirit Of love, joy, point. peace, patience, etc Yes, yes And so that was the problem And that's sometimes the problem With many Christians today Is they're, mm-hmm. they're coveting the gifts Of the Holy Spirit For the power to do miracles and wonders and signs and things like that. Yes. Now, Philip Shaw was doing those things, but what was his primary purpose down there was was to preach the word of God. Mm. That was the primary purpose. Now, the miracles just showed that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. That people would listen to him back in those days. Mm. And so when we keep on reading, so he's preaching the gospel, and then the disciples hear about it, the apostles hear about it, and they come down And they said again in verse 14, Heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Again, you see that? Yes, yes. Before the baptism and the Holy Spirit and baptism in water is they received the word of God. Amen. And then Peter and John come down and they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet had fallen upon none of them, they were only baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. So they've been baptized in water, but they hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then they laid hands on them And they received the Holy Ghost. So here is a clear-cut case in God's Word of the early church receiving the Word of God, the gospel. Mm. They were baptized in water for repentance and remission, but they hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And then Peter and John laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit.
0: So these were definitely converted people. They received the Word of God. They didn't reject the Word of God. They were baptized. So these were God's faithful people, but they had not been baptized with the Holy Spirit, and they did not receive it until they laying on of hands. That's right. So many of us in the church, Colin, would be in the same, same vein. We've received the Word of God. We've given our heart to the Lord. We've been baptized, but we have not been filled with the Holy Spirit. We're living a life of victory in Christ because, you know, we have the Holy Spirit with us. We know the Spirit. But as Jesus said You know the Spirit of God He is with you But then the other promise He shall be in you So the shall be in you part Is what's lacking Within the church In many believers Genuine, sincere, faithful believers Who have not received power Because they have not received The baptism of the Holy Spirit
1: Well Paul talks about that In the church In the early church He talked about carnal Christians And Mm. spirit-filled Christians Yes And so what we have in the church Is we have uh, carnal Christians Mm. And Paul speaks about that We can look at that a bit later but he talks about carnal Christians and spirit-filled Christians. And he says the problem is a big problem with carnal Christians, sometimes known as lukewarm Christians.
0: I know that many times I've sat in the church and then we have had a sermon from up the front about, you know, this outreach and that outreach. And maybe it even includes visitation around or door knocking. And I've just been struggling with that, thinking, look, I know I've got to do that, but I just don't seem to have the unction. I am not confident, you know, almost a little bit fearful. And the issue of you facing that issue yourself and you've been confronted with the same thoughts and feelings, the difference between the disciples we read about here, who've been filled with the Holy Spirit, and us is just simply not being filled with the Holy Spirit. We've received the Spirit, we've received baptism, baptism of confession and conversion, we have received the Word of God. But until we receive power and our hearts and lives are transformed and changed, where that spirit of timidity is taken away by the spirit of power, we will continue to feel that way. So what's the solution? Not grit your teeth and go and try and stand there in fear and trepidation, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit and through the unction and power of the Holy Spirit being effective and powerful witnesses for Jesus and what he has done in our lives.
1: That's right. I mean, even the parallel of the ten virgins, it talks about the respect of the spiritual and carnal church members. Mm. It's saying there's two groups. There's five wise and five foolish. Yes. All ten were virgins, Right, so they weren't they weren't hypocrites. They no. were, you know, they were they were pure and faithful as far as they were concerned. Yeah, because in the woman in the Bible is a church. Yes, and a, and a virgin woman would be a pure, pure church. Yes, all had pure biblical beliefs. Mm. They all had lamps. Everyone sure, had lamps. Yeah. They all had the Bible. They were as a lamp. You know, they all had the Bible. All of them went to meet the the bridegroom. So they're yeah. all waiting for the second coming of Jesus, and they all look forward to the second coming. But all of them went to sleep Mm. because there seemed to be a delay in the second coming of Jesus. But all heard the call. Then a loud cry comes and saying, hey, get ready. Jesus is coming. All heard the call and woke up. All prepared their lamps. All the lamps were burning. But half of them noticed that their lamps were going out.
2: Mm. You
1: see, all of them prepared their lamps and all the lamps were burning. But burning lamps need what? Oil. Oil. Oil, energy was used. They'd used the oil and mm-hmm. they needed more oil. And after a short time, five of them noticed their lamps were going out. The lamps of the foolish virgins that only burned for a short time showed us they did not have something from the Holy Spirit. Mm. It wasn't enough. There was little oil. That was the only difference. Well, it's interesting. It says they had extra oil in their vessel.
0: Extra oil, yeah.
1: In their vessel. In the Bible, in Corinthians, says the vessel is our character. Mm. You see... When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're daily. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says we're transformed into the image of God from glory, glory to, to, to glory, glory mm. by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So the Holy Spirit transforms us, and God's glory is his character. Mm. And so we're transformed to God's glory or his character daily from glory to glory. It's a process. And the problem was is, is the foolish virgins had not... Had oil in their vessels, so they hadn't had the transforming power of the Holy Spirit that transformed an image of God. Mm, and mm. so Jesus says to them, "What does He say to the foolish virgins when they come knocking? Let Me in. I don't know I you. I don't know you. Yeah. I don't know you. See, being yes. filled with the Holy Spirit is about knowing Christ. Mm,
0: that intimate relationship. We, we, Jesus said He wouldn't leave us as orphans. He would come to us, and He comes to us through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, you talk about that character transformation that comes through the Holy Spirit as well. And I know we've mentioned it before, but I want to read just an Old Testament example of that in First Samuel chapter 10 Where we read regarding the first king of Israel, King Saul And then Samuel says to King Saul in verse 6 Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man And then if we go and look at verse 9, it says And so it was When he had turned his back to go from Samuel That God gave him another heart And all those signs came to pass that day So he turns him into another man by giving him another heart Which is the promise that God will pour out in our our hearts The Holy Spirit And we also know that's part of the covenant promise Where God will write his laws within our hearts and our minds Mm. And he will be our God and and we will be his people And the conclusion of that outpouring of the Holy Spirit Is that one man will not teach another But each one of them, from the least to the greatest of them, would know God. And they would know God because Christ dwells within them, their hope of glory. That's right.
1: So we've got the early disciples, the apostles, were baptized with the Holy Spirit after water baptism. Hmm. We have the, well, three and a half years later. We also have in Acts chapter 8 where the Samaritan believers were baptized with the Holy Spirit Hmm. after water baptism. And then we can look at the story of Paul himself and his conversion in Acts chapter 9. Uh, Verse 17, 18, the story here is that Paul was going out persecuting Christians. He didn't believe what they believed. He knew what they believed, but he didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. So here he is going out and persecuting them. And then on the road to Damascus, there's a bright light Mm. and it blinds him and he hears a voice from God saying, why are you persecuting me, Paul? And what does Paul say? He says, who "Who are you? (laughs) That's right. And he says, I'm Jesus. Mm. And Paul goes, wow, I'm persecuting Jesus. So he realized that Jesus was the Messiah. Mm. And he, what does he say? What shall I do? So yes. Paul was converted on the road to Damascus. Wow. Because he realized that yeah, he, was, yeah. he, was, he was persecuting the Messiah, Jesus. And he said to him, what shall I do? And uh, he says, go into Damascus, and there I'm going to send Ananias can you imagine being Ananias.
0: Hearing this persecutor of God's church heading in your direction, you would have been uh, somewhat concerned, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, well, he questioned God as well. Yeah. You know, the Lord said to him in uh, Acts chapter 9, verse 11, he says, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. He's praying. He's praying. So here's Paul praying. Mm. And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him. That he might receive his sight, but then Ananias goes, "Lord, I have uh, heard many things about this man. Yes. How much evil he has done to the saints at Jerusalem, and here he has authority from all the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name." But the Lord said to him, "Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear the name, bear my name for the Gentiles and mm, kings, mm. and for the children of Israel." Wow. So Ananias obeyed that, even though he like, "Wow, you're sending me to the guy who wants to put us in jail." <laughs> But so, so Paul was converted And then we read on We read on in Acts chapter 9 Verses 17 and 18
0: And Ananias went his way And entered the house And laying his hands on him He said Brother Saul The Lord Jesus Who appeared to you On the road as you came Has sent me That you may receive your sight And be filled with the Holy Spirit
1: So what he was sent to receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So he laid hands on him, mm. his eyes were opened, and then he arose and he was baptized in water.
0: So he received the Holy Spirit before baptism? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Yes.
1: Okay. And then he rose and he was baptized. Mm. And then, incredibly, after a few, you know, he received some meat, he was strengthened, and then he went a few days with the disciples, and straight away he went and preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Mm. And in verse twenty-two of chapter Acts nine, it says, "Paul increased the more in strength." So he increased in Holy Spirit. Remember, from Holy Spirit ch- changes us from glory to, to glory. glory. Yes. So there's a clear-cut case.
0: Yeah, that's a, that. You did right there. So he increased more in strength, and as a result of that, he was confounding the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this very Christ, whom he had persecuted, was actually the Messiah.
1: That's right. Incredible. So now we have. Um, we have paul we have samaritans we have mm. the early disciples or apostles and now I want to talk about in acts chapter 10 the gentiles right so we go to acts chapter 10 and here we have a devout man called Cornelius he was a centurion all right mm. and it says he was a devout man one that feared god with all his house which gave much he gave much money to the people and he prayed to god always did you hear that again? He pray, what?
0: pray to God always. So yeah.
1: he was praying just like before. Mm. Okay. And he has a vision and uh, the angel of God coming to him saying, Cornelius. And when he looked up, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, thy prayers and thy arms are come up for memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose name is Peter. So he had a vision. His prayers answered and said, hey, yes. go and get this guy called Simon. And bring him back Mm -hmm. All right And then at the same time Peter Right In verse 9 Acts chapter 10 verse 9 Right So they're on their journey At the same time Peter went up to the house House top to what To pray Pray. Yes And he became very hungry And were not eaten But while they made ready He fell into a trance Had a vision Mm. And he sees this vision Heaven opened And a certain vessel Descending upon him and it had a great sheet. So he sees this great like sheet mm. and all kinds of manner of animals, beasts of the earth, wild beasts, and creeping things and fowls in the air. And then this voice says, rise, Peter, kill and eat.
2: Mm.
1: You know, and there is all these unclean animals. And he right. says, get up and eat. But Peter said, no, Lord, for I have not eaten anything that is common or unclean. Okay. He didn't want to eat anything unclean according to God's word. Yes. In Leviticus chapter 11. And so... God says, what God has cleansed, that shall not court common. Mm. This happened three times. Three times, yes. Three times. And then just as Peter doubted himself, he's going, what's going on here? What's this vision about? Just then three men come seeking him. And then they go down to, and they said, hey, this guy Cornelius wants you to come down and speak to him. Right. Now, Cornelius was a Gentile. Now, the Jews did not associate with the Gentiles. Course. They would not eat with the Gentiles Yes
0: they called them unclean didn't they, they Uncircumcised and unclean That's Unclean right. mm.
1: Okay But now God's saying go down Go down to Cornelius And so we read on And we look at verse 25 And as Peter was coming in Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet And worshipped him oh. But Peter took him up and saying Stand up I myself also am a man We're mm-hmm. not to worship a Man, man. Yes, All right. very important point. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And this is what Peter said to him. You know how that is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come into one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Now, what was the vision about?
0: It was the sheet coming down with his unclean animals, but it wasn't representing his diet. It was representing the Gentiles. The Jews calling them Uncircumcised and unclean God is saying to them Don't call them Uncircumcised and unclean anymore I've cleansed them Don't call them common anymore That's right
1: mm. So here, here here, was the vision Was about the Gentiles Yes that's right It was nothing about Eating the food He no. was just trying to use Something that Peter could relate to so With the Gentiles mm. With food mm-hmm. And animals Unclean animals And then in verse 30 Cornelius said Four day days I was fasting Until this hour And at the ninth hour I prayed in my house So he was fasting And praying And Col said thy prayers heard And this is why you've been sent down Now interesting what happened next He is preaching the word of God to them Peter in verse 34 opens his mouth And out the truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons But in every nation He that feareth him and worketh righteousness Is accepted with him And the, wor- the word which God has sent unto the children of Israel Preaching peace by Jesus Christ He is Lord of all The word I now say to you which is published throughout Judea Began from Galilee after the baptism with John preach, And how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth With the Holy Ghost with power Who went about doing good And healing all the oppressed of the devil For mm. God was with him mm. And the next thing he, So he's telling him about Jesus He's talking about that he's the Messiah That he died on the cross And that all the prophets witness to him Whoever believes in him Shall receive remission of sins Preaching a good biblical message there. Yeah from yeah. the book of Isaiah Chapter 53 yes. verse 11 mm. And the next thing While he's speaking these words He's Speaking in the gospel, the Holy Ghost falls upon all of them that heard the word. Verse 44. Yes. So read verse 44 to verse 48, please.
0: While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished that many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized to have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days.
1: Yeah. So did you see, notice there, that they also received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay, before water baptism.
0: Before, that's right.
1: And it's interesting that they also spake in tongues or languages Mm -hmm. just as the disciples, or apostles did on the day of Pentecost. Pentecost. yes. Well, what did they do on the day of Pentecost? They said, you received it as we did. Mm. What did they do when they were speaking in tongues?
0: They were preaching to the people from other languages, you know, from other parts of the world that were all assembled together in, in Jerusalem.
1: Yeah, let's read about so, that because this is really important. Yeah. This is really important. In Acts chapter 2, when it says in verse 4, Acts chapter 2, verse 4, it says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to t- speak with other tongues or other translations use languages hmm. As the Spirit gave them utterance And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven And when this noise abroad The multitude came together and were confounded Because that every man heard them speaking in his own language
0: That's such an important point You know, whenever I want to look at something In regards to the Bible Whether it's a counterfeit or a genuine I always go to the first time it's mentioned in the Bible And most times you'll actually find the right definition regarding a gift or something particular that happened. And here it says that they received the gift of tongues, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And as such, when they spoke in new tongues, other people heard them in their own languages. So this is not some language that people couldn't understand. This was a language that was required to spread the gospel because language was a barrier at that time. And God then took that barrier out of the way by giving them the gift of tongues and as they preached, other people could hear them. Now, we see the, all the different people from around the world, and there's a number of people mentioned there. Verse 9 is the Parthians, the Medes, the Elamites, dwellers in Mesopotamia, the Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia in Egypt and parts of Libya and Cyrene and strangers of Rome. All these people, the Cretes, the Arabians, all these people heard them in their own tongues. In verse 11, it says, Cretes and the Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were preaching the gospel in languages that they
1: weren't able to speak previously. And, and Peter says the same thing happened here. Yes. The same thing happened in Acts oh, chapter 10. They must be the
0: Gentiles who speak a different language again.
1: They're speaking a different languages. The same thing happened to us as happened to them. Mm. So, they, so they were baptized with the Holy Spirit first. They received the word of God first, remember? Mm. Yes. In answer to... Prayer. Prayer, yes. They received the word of God. They then are baptized with the Holy Spirit. They're speaking in languages, just like the early apostles did, so that other people could understand the good news and gospel in their mm-hmm. languages. And that was also a sign. to the apostles, hey, this same thing happened to them. It happened to yeah. us. Yeah. That's a confirmation for the apostles. And then they were then they were baptized in water afterwards. Mm. So there's a case of after, yes. Holy, being with the Holy Spirit, just like Paul. Holy Spirit baptism first, then water baptism next. That's right. Hmm. I think the point the Bible's trying to make here is whether it happens before or at water baptism or after water baptism, what's important, Eddie? Being filled with the Holy Spirit. That we get baptized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it's not just a one off occurrence, it's a daily, daily baptism occurrence. of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So here we have also in Acts chapter 19. Now, this was my experience, Acts chapter 19. And so when Paul goes down to Ephesus and he's preaching the gospel, and in verse 19, and it came to pass that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. And if you could just read verse 2 and to verse 10. And he said to them,
0: Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is any Holy Ghost. And he said to them, Unto which then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, John, very baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him whom should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues
1: and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. What amazing Amazing uh, story here. And if you'd read previously in Acts chapter 18, it says a certain Jew named Apollos, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in his scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the ways of the Lord, so he was preaching the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, he spoke and taught diligently the things of the Lord. Yes. But he only knew the baptism of John, as in the baptism, the baptism of... The Ho- re- of repentance, yes. Baptism of repentance. And so here these believers hadn't even heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They haven't even heard of it. And that was like me for many years as a Christian. Sure, I haven't even heard of the true baptism in the Holy Spirit. Mm. I'd only been baptized in water. And so they, they repented. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they also baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. So here's a clear-cut case of people being baptized in the Holy Spirit after water baptism as well. Yeah, it's very clear, yes. Very clear. So what we want to look at is also... A great comment by Ellen White in Christ's Object Lessons, page 139. Okay. Ellen White makes this incredible comment about Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Christ's Object Lessons, page 139. She says that daily he received a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. In the early hours of the new day, the Lord awakened him from his slumbers and his soul and lips were anointed with grace that he might impart to others. That reminds me of Jesus speaking about in Luke chapter 11 where he says, when you pray, you ask for the Holy Spirit is to do what? Is to give bread to your neighbor. Yes. And so do you notice in the early hours of the new day, the Lord awakened him from his slumbers. He awakened him and yes. he prayed. Amen. And his soul and lips were anointed with grace. So what was he anointed with? Grace. Grace, yes. That he might impart to others. So daily Jesus had a fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know about you, Edian, but if Jesus had a fresh daily baptism in the Holy Spirit, then I need a fresh daily baptism in the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. I, look, we, we desperately need that. And uh, I know there's a text that actually applies to us as well. I think it applied to the Messiah and will apply to us. In Isaiah chapter 50 in verse 4, it says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. So in other words here it's testifying It's witnessing what the Lord has done And then it says he wakes me morning by morning He wakes my ear to hear as the learned So as Jesus was, you know, woken early in the morning by by his father To receive that fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit And to be filled with the Spirit So that he had wisdom and power in his words So we also can, by claiming this promise in Isaiah chapter 15 verse 4 Be woken by God morning by morning so that we can have the
1: tongue of the learner To know how to speak a word in season To him that is weary That's right, mm. that's right So he, Jesus himself received a fresh baptism in the Holy Spirit mm. That he might impart grace to others And we too, when we're daily baptized with the Holy Spirit Our lips and our soul will be anointed with grace That we can impart to others You see, we receive Yes And we impart We, give. we go back and we receive And we impart mm. Because then we are reliant on God not becoming reliant on ourselves, because if yeah. we don't go back to God and ask and receive, then we start re- relying on ourselves to do the ministry of Jesus.
0: Amen. Yeah. Look, it, it seems to me that you know, some people aren't morning people, but if they start knowing how wonderful this encounter with God would be every morning with our full with the Holy Spirit every morning, I can see how people are going to start lo- looking forward to those first moments in the morning when they wake up. It may even mean a change of lifestyle a little bit. Instead of staying up late at night, they might go to bed a little bit early so they can wake up earlier in the morning before the rest of the house starts stirring. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, to spend this precious, precious time with God, intimately acquainted with him and intimately filled with him so that we can
1: be effective witnesses. Well, I can tell you from experience, I used to like to sleep in. Likewise. I like to sleep in, (laughs) and I think many people like to sleep in. But Jesus, did you notice that God awakened him? Mm. from his slumbers. Yes. Now, I've noticed since I've been doing this and asking for this that God is waking me up early in the morning. I don't have any alarm. I don't have an alarm anymore either. Like it's he a- woke me up this morning about 5, 5.30. Wow. Most mornings he's waking me up about that time. Yes. Now, sometimes he's waking me up earlier and I've resisted that. <laughs> okay. But then I look back in hindsight that when he's waking up early, he wants to spend more time with you because he knows what's mm. coming that day. Yes. And so, like, you know, like um, Luther Sometimes you need to pray extra when you had a big day. Absolutely. So, you know, God will wake you up. Ask God, Mm. Lord, wake me up early so I can spend that time with you Mm. in prayer and devotional in your word to receive the daily baptism of the Holy Spirit.
0: Because with that power also comes strength. God strengthens us for the day ahead. So if you're lying in bed and God's woken you up a little bit early, he can actually give you enough energy for the day ahead. Even if you might feel just a little bit tired, but usually I find often when I wake up, I'm Wide awake and alert it used to take me forever to wake up years ago With alarms and that And you, you wake up and you're tired for another half hour afterwards It's different with the Lord And it's so much better I look
1: forward to those mornings every oh, morning You want to spend the day You spend that more time you spend with God mm. In the early morning The more power you have for the day
2: mm. Amen
1: Now what preparation did the disciples make For the baptism of the Holy Spirit As we read in God's word They spent time in prayer Yes Didn't they? Did. They spent time in prayer uh, in confessing the sins and I've got this wonderful wonderful quote by Ellen White and it's called Testimony to Ministers and Gospel Workers page 507. She says the heart must be emptied of every defilement and cleansed for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It was by confession and forsaking of sin and by earnest prayer and consecration of themselves to God that the early disciples prepared for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost So what were the four ingredients there we notice Number one Mm. The heart must be emptied Emptied, Of every defilement and cleansed for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit Now what cleanses our heart From sin The blood of Jesus The blood of Jesus You Mm. see the blood of Jesus cleanses us For the indwelling of the Holy Spirit Mm. I mean you only have to look at the sanctuary service It was the sacrifice The blood went into the sanctuary Mm. Through the lamb. Right. And then it needed to be cleansed The whole sanctuary was cleansed Of sin or the record of sin mm. For what? For the Shekinah glory to dwell in the most holy place So the same thing for us We must be cleansed from sin By the blood of Jesus And it says it was by confession So number one yes. There was confession happening Forsaking of sin Not just confessing But putting away and forsaking sin By earnest prayer Again, prayer And consecration of themselves to God, that the early disciples prepare for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So we too must do the same things if we want to receive. We need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Mm. through confession, forsaking of sin, earnest prayer, and consecration to God.
0: Yeah, that consecration part is important. I, I don't think a casual response to this is really going to do what is required. We've got to be sincere, and we've got to take this seriously. And dedicate our lives to the Lord Because this is life and death mm. I mean sometimes we feel a little bit indifferent You know we just don't seem to care too much But really the, the Holy Spirit now Especially in the time in which we are living Is calling all to repentance To receive forgiveness from God To be cleansed by Him And to be filled with the Holy Spirit Because I don't believe there's a lot of time left on this on this planet's no. clock And I think we're very close to midnight
1: No I think that's why God's bringing this message Edian mm. He's bringing prayer back to the church He's yes. bringing revival Amen. He's bringing the need for the Baptist and the Holy Spirit The message of this Which I hadn't heard for years mm-hmm. And so, so It's by our work What are the conditions To receive this promise I love this saying In Selected Messages 1, 121 It says But it is our work again By confession Humiliation Repentance And earnest prayer To fulfill the conditions Upon which God has promised To grant his blessings mm. So as we repent Confess hum- Humble ourselves And earnestly pray for this we are meeting the conditions for God to pour out His blessings. You see, that was the problem with the, that's the problem with the foolish virgins. They didn't go through this process. Mm. That's the that's the uh, problem with the Laodicean church, the God's last day church. They don't think they've got a problem. Yeah. They think they're okay. Well, they're lacking eyeself, so they can't see it. And the eye self is the Holy Spirit yes. opens your eyes to see mm, a true mm. condition, which then drives you to the cross. Yes, it drives you to your knees mm. to Confess, repent of our sins And Jesus is knocking on the door and saying Let me in That's right Let me in
0: And it's not, not that Jesus doesn't love us He loves us even in that condition Because he says as many as I love I rebuke and chasten Therefore be zealous and repent So Jesus is calling the church The Laodicean church to repentance and He's saying have got let something to, be, to repent
1: of Let me in mm. I'll give the eye salve So you can see your true condition Yes And when you see a true condition You can then by my robe My righteousness That's I'll give right. you my righteousness Cover your spiritual nakedness Yes And also I'll give you the gold Cover your spiritual poverty Yeah Which is love and faith Yes All the gifts Amen. he wants to give us Which is and the fruit of the Spirit Which will make us hot for Christ Amen And, and not comes lukewarm the, Comes
0: with the baptism of the Spirit The fruit of the Spirit That's Amen. right mm.
1: So um, Now what happens when you receive The baptism of the Holy Spirit Remember we looked at How to receive the Holy Spirit Yes Remember yes. In, the, in the New Testament there was laying of hands
2: mm.
1: By people who received the baptism of the Holy Spirit Christ started with the disciples And the disciples then laid hands On the Samaritans Yes And so it's simply though But it doesn't have to be laying on hands The key is we're claiming a promise from Jesus by faith Remember in mm. Galatians mm. 3.14 He redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles Through Christ Jesus That by faith mm. We might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit Yes so we're just simply uh, claiming a promise from God
0: Yes Well not always as we've read before in Acts Not always were hands laid on people to receive the Holy Spirit Cornelius and his household received the Holy Spirit While they believed and received the word And that's even before baptism So you did write in what you're saying there In regards to having to have someone lay on the hands That's not necessarily a requirement
1: No and it, mm. But it's, it, it's a nice ceremony that Absolutely, can happen Absolutely yeah. yeah. If uh, someone
0: is spirit full by all means There's no reason why they couldn't lay hands on someone else so they can receive the Holy Spirit. That's right. But yeah. you can claim the
1: promise through faith. Absolutely. It comes by
0: faith. Galatians, very clear. Galatians 3, verse 14
1: and also 3, verse 2. That's right. Yeah. So what happens when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You know, you may or may not feel anything, but the Spirit will make His presence known to you. I know when, me, when I started praying for it, I didn't feel anything. Yeah. I didn't feel one thing. But I noticed the Spirit moving in my life. I noticed it changes. Just like the wind, you can't see the wind coming. But you see the results, don't you?
0: That's right, yeah. That's
1: what Jesus said to Nicodemus. You must be born again. The wind comes, but you don't see where it's coming. You Where's can't God. see it. But you saw, see the results. You see of, the effects of the wind, yeah. That's right. You know, and for me, the things I used to watch, I didn't want to watch. The music I used to listen to, I didn't want to listen to. I had a new desire to read God's Word. I had a greater desire to pray mm. and even a desire to witness, to preach, and I started seeing victory over sin in my life. Mm, amen. Now, that's still happening because yes, yes. <laughs> it's a process, remember, from yes. glory to glory. Glory to glory, yes. And what will happen is the fruits of the Spirit will start being seen in your life of love, joy, peace, mm. kindness, goodness. And even in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 9, did you know that goodness and righteousness is the fruit of the Spirit? Ephesians 5, verse 9. Yeah. It says the fruit of the Spirit is goodness and righteousness. Mm. So we can receive Christ's imparted righteousness as a gift yes. Through the daily baptism of the Holy Spirit mm.
0: Amen Now it's an interesting thing you mentioned there before, Colin Do we have to wait till we feel anything different before we believe?
1: No, because we receive it through faith okay. it doesn't
0: say we receive it through feelings So it's not to do with engaging the senses And if I feel it, I'll believe it No If you believe it and receive it because God has promised In other words, you don't exercise unbelief and doubt then the experience will come By it's, faith The experience doesn't come first And then the faith the, the faith comes by hearing The word of God And then as a result of that Then the experience comes so We've got to get that in, in right perspective Because many people say If I see it Then I'll believe it mm. Doubting Thomas He was called doubting Thomas For a reason He wanted to see Before he believed
1: That's right And Jesus actually rebuked him He said you should have Believed the word Now I know that mm. God works In different ways though. Sure You know And we can't just Put God in a box mm. But you don't have to Base it on what you're feeling It's by faith That we've seen the promise yes. But I know other people Who have felt You know They felt a, a, a hot uh, Like a warmness mm. In their hearts And you know and But there was the differences That came afterwards Now what happens when You receive the baptism Of the Holy Spirit You'll have the fruits Of the Spirit in your life You'll also have A greater hatred for sin mm. But a love for sinners Just like Jesus right. Jesus yes. hated sin But he loves sinners mm. You'll have a greater love For righteousness that you never had before. Mm-hmm. You'll have a stronger desire to correct wrongs committed in your life. You'll have a stronger desire to apologize to others that you've hurt. You'll also have a stronger desire to forgive. You know why you'll have a stronger desire to apologize? Because Jesus was humble. And if we receive Jesus in our life, we receive his humility. Mm. Just like in uh, Philippians, it says, have the mind of Christ. Yes. You'll have a much bolder and more effective witness in your life and as I said, the fruits of the Spirit will be seen more and more in your life.
0: Mm. That's, that's such a beautiful picture you've just painted there, that we will be transformed and changed, we will be people of peace and bring a message of peace and goodwill towards men, just as Jesus also did.
1: That's right. Mm. I mean, I love what um, Ellen White says about those who receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, In the spirit of prophecy This is in the book The Desire of Ages Page 173 Mm. Just a wonderful book Mm. About the life of Christ It's a beautiful book I really recommend people If you can get Desire of Ages And usually you can get them From any Adventist book center Mm -hmm. Wherever you live Uh, Beautiful book about the life of Christ This is what she says in page 173 When the spirit of God Takes possession of the heart That's the purpose Mm. God wants to take possession of the heart But we have to surrender that to him willingly. He won't force it. Mm. She says, It transforms the life. Sinful thoughts are put away. Evil deeds are renounced. And love, humility, and peace take the place of anger, envy, and strife. Joy takes the place of sadness. And the countenance reflects the light of heaven. We all want to experience that, don't we? We do, yeah. And they're all the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful promise. Mm-hmm. Now, what about victory over sin? Victory over sin. If you want victory over sin? Yeah, then you need the baptism absolutely. of the Holy Spirit. You want sanctification of Christ in the hope of glory in your life? Then you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Listen to this comment again from Ellen White in Testimonies, Volume 6, page 86. Oppress upon all the necessity of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the sanctification of the church. Mm. So they'll be living, growing, fruit-bearing trees of the Lord's planting. Mm. We need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to grow in the likeness of Jesus, to have sanctification in our lives. Now, what about power to preach the three angels' message, the everlasting gospel? You know, the Bible says that in the last days, this message, the three angels' message will go to the world in Revelation chapter. 14, okay. verse 6 to 12. Yes. It's the last message that goes to the world mm. before the harvest That's when you right. read that book. Yes. Now, what about power to give the everlasting gospel of the three angels' message? Listen to again what Ellen White says in the Spirit of Prophecy in the Review and Herald, February 18, 1890. She says, what we need is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Without this, we are no more fitted to go forth to the world than were the disciples after the crucifixion of the Lord. You see, the disciples were given their mission, weren't they? Mm. They had to wait. They had to tarry until they received the promise. He said, here's your mission. Take this gospel, this good news to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the whole world. Then Mm. he says, wait until you receive power from on high. And just like those who've been called to give the last message of the world, the everlasting gospel, the Mm. three angels Mm -hmm. message of the world, we too— Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, i no more fitted to go to the world than when the disciples are the crucifixion of the Lord. We need the baptism and the power of the Holy Spirit.
0: That's beautiful. That's a beautiful promise. And I know one of those things that happens when you fly on a plane, you know, when you go through the, 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 the drill where they tell you, you know, in case in the event of an emergency, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that and so on you see there that they tell you if a mask was to drop out of the roof above you, you are to take that mask, put on the oxygen mask yourself first before you are to assist and help another person. And the reason for that is quite simply. You might still think you're fine and you'll black out because of lack of oxygen and you're neither capable of helping yourself nor anyone else. Mm. And it's the same with the gospel. God needs to transform and change our lives, give us power through his Holy Spirit, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then under the unction of his power and his Spirit working in and through us then able to assist and help others on their journey to also prepare for Jesus' soon return.
1: That's right, Eddie. And I, and I really just encourage those who are listening today to go through the same process that the disciples went through. Mm. Is that the heart must be emptied of every defilement and cleansed for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? Peter said to the earlier uh, to the Jews on the day of Pentecost. They said, "What do we got to do?" He says, "Repent." Mm. And be baptized and you tell us receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. So I just encourage you to just go to God and and, uh, ask him, search my heart, O Lord, to see if there's anything unclean in me. Ask him to search your heart out and then confess those sins as the Holy Spirit convicts you of sin. Confess your sins. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, Jesus promises you that he will forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And then say, forsake your sins. Spend time with prayer. Consecrate yourself to God And if you do these things And ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit every day Mm. And see what the Lord will do in and through you Amen
0: Well thank you very much for that study Colin It's been a real blessing Now as usual we'd like to offer you the book called Steps to Personal Revival Where many of the things we've been discussing You'll be able to read about as well This book is written by Helmut Horbill And we'll make this available to you for $1 plus postage Now to order this wonderful book you can contact us at 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning us in Australia on 49 73 3456 or you can email us at radio at 3ABNAustralia.org.au. Thank you for joining us today on You Shall Receive Power. It's Colin and my prayer that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and receive power of God to be an effective witness for Him today. Until next time. Heaven share.